Moving on into trending, not too much to talk about this week. Some breaking news today. The Angels put a bunch of people on their team on waivers. I think this is very, very, very interesting. I thought it was very odd, too. It kind of came out of nowhere. Angels put Lucas Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, Matt Moore, Randall Gritchick, and Hunter Renfro. Is this just the worst I'm giving up moment in sports history? Uh, no. I think no. it's up there. It's not. And it's not for a magnitude of reasons because once the NBA got into that whole tanking stuff, like there was blatant tanking in the NBA for the number one pick. Uh, so no, it's not. It's not a complete disaster. But I understand where they're coming from, right? Like you have no shot to re-sign these guys. You're giving up on your season, so you kind of got to do right by them. You brought them in for a specific reason. That was to make a chase. Once you realize the chase isn't happening, you got to give those guys an opportunity to go sign with someone that has a shot. I think, you know, as far as baseball recency, yeah, I think it's pretty, you know, pretty shocking, Jedi. I kind of agree with you that you just don't see it happen very often. And for a team that was in the predicament that they were in with Otani, do we re-sign them? Or do we uh, try and build around him? It just couldn't have gone wrong on any other level more than it did for the Angels. And I think I forget how much they end up saving by cutting these guys. I kind of disagree with you too, Dino. Like, yeah, they're not going to the postseason, but do all of those guys sign, or are they basically just getting you know getting cut and you know hopefully sign with the team next year? I know like uh, Lucas Giolito is going to get signed, maybe Ronaldo Lopez. Matt Moore, Randall Gritchek, okay, Renfro, maybe. He's been, I, I saw something, he's been on his seventh team in six years. Like, does he sign somewhere? Yeah, maybe. But overall, just what a disaster, man. But, but, like, this goes back to what I originally said to you was, like, it was a couple podcasts ago when we were talking about Otani, is it's not lack of effort, man. Like, these guys continuously try, and, and yep. it gets to a yep. point where you just kind of feel bad for them. So, like, De Palma, I think it was you that said, like, this is a cursed franchise. It, I think it is, man. Like, dude, like, they they try. Right right and, after they went all in on Otani, UCL tear within, like, two weeks. Yeah, 100%. And then, yeah. by the way, on top of that, I, for, I, I forgot a sweet swing way back when who was an angel. Garrett Anderson. Mm. Yeah. Nice. He had a sweet swing and was a Yankee killer. So, yeah, dude, I just – ever since, like, the rally monkey <laughs> – <laughs> Ever since the rally monkey went away, right? Like the angels just haven't been able to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at this point, Otani's gone, gone. There's literally no shot. I think also with this whole UCL tear too, I think there's kind of like a little bit of a hidden tension between the two uh, with the organization and Otani and his representation. Um, what is next for this team though? I mean, kind of touched on it a little bit, but these guys traded their top two prospects yeah. for Giolito and Lopez. They also traded some guys for Gritchick. I mean, it's bad. And they're gone less than a month. I mean, like where now you you took away your farm system, or at least the two top two guys in your farm system, and then you just traded away the guys that you got for them. So now you're just left with nothing. So yeah. where's the really the direction for the, like the fan base of where this is going? I feel like it, at some point it does fall on the GM completely, and it's like everybody's always talking about Cashman, but like. Let's talk about the Angels GM. Maybe this guy's got to go. It, 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 the, the franchise is not in a good spot. And no. it's not going to be in a good spot because you have an unhealthy trout year to year. Otani's walking. Like, that's a fact. And I and I said if, if they could get in, he would stay. 
it's a hundred percent. He's yeah. walking. He's up. Yeah, hopefully they just trade Mike Trout. Maybe something gets done between uh, the two because baseball just needs to see Mike Trout in the playoffs before he really starts to hit a decline. Maybe you've seen a, a little hint of it with his health problems this season, but uh, hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully he keeps being the Mike Trout we all know. Speaking of Otani and staying in that discussion, Otani did tear his UCL. We talked about that last week, but there are reports now coming out that he denied to have an MRI, him and his representation, and a week later, the news broke about this tear in his UCL. Do you think this was a mistake, or did Otani and his reps try to, like, avoid something that they knew was something wrong with his arm? Like, it's very weird to me. Like, why would you deny having an MRI when you had arm problems? Uh, it's probably got to be financial reasons. Like, I don't want to say like, yeah, every team's going to have to do a physical on the guy, but I do think the news breaking, um, so early prevents him from early negotiations right when free agency starts, like right when the season ends. So I think he was going to try and push through it too, but uh, may, or you know what? Like, let's play devil's advocate. Maybe, maybe he didn't think there was anything structurally wrong. Yeah, that's interesting because like he's already, he's already torn his UCL, so you'd think he mm-hmm. knows what it you know not necessarily feels like right away. But whenever there's an issue leading into it, that could lead into it. And then for it, you know, if the report is true that it was the week before, then his next start, he you know blows out his UCL. It's not a good look, and it, it's kind of shocking too. You'd think his representation would be on his side. They would want to get that checked out, shut him down to preserve him for that huge contract. Um, you know, even if there was a, maybe it wasn't a full tear, maybe it was just, you know, something uh, where a couple, a uh, couple months of rehab or just shutting him down for the season would have, would have helped. But it's interesting, man. But I even mean, if it's even slight tear or full tear, it's still the same surgery. It's right. Not, the, the UCL is not going to heal itself. So he's still looking at 15 months until he's a hundred percent to throw but even Dude. I mean that's coming out in a medical if he signs the largest contract in baseball history like it would have it would have came out. Yeah, hundred percent. I, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I, dude, I'm starting to get to a point where like there's a lot of he said she said in sports, and, and I just don't know necessarily what's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I one thing that I think is just absolutely very interesting and just cool. Otani has a 1500 OPS since tearing his UCL. The dude isn't human. It's, Freak. I mean, it's absurd. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know what that dude is made of. But, um, couple little quick things. Still staying in the baseball world. Harrison Bader was placed on waivers, which is kind of interesting. Kind of shocking as a Yankee fan. I mean, there's only about a million owed left to him on his contract. Yankees were busy today. They also released Josh Donaldson, which was a shocker. They said they wanted to give him a chance to go play in the playoffs, maybe have a chance to play somewhere else because the (laughs) intention was that he was not going to be coming back the following season. And then some sad news, some guy that I always rooted for, Noah Syndergaard was DFA'd by the Cleveland Guardians, and it seems like his career is coming to a close. Yeah, Syndergaard's done, and I'll talk about the Yankees stuff during my final thought, if that's okay with you. That's completely fine. Deepaw, did you have anything to say on those three guys? You know, I didn't... I, I knew about Donaldson because Dean texted the group chat, and that was hilarious. I can't tell you how long it's been that Dino's been preaching for it. Yeah, Bader was a little interesting, too. He had with just so few mo- uh, so little money left on his contract. Um, and who was the third one? 
Noah Syndergaard was DFA'd by mm. the Guardians. Yeah, that, that that is sad to see. It's sad to see, you know, kind of saw it a little bit with Harvey too, you know, when when guys are so dominant for not a long time, but like stretches and they flash and, you know, they never hit that potential again. It, it is sad to see. The yeah, Dark Knight and Thor yeah. are done. That's so sad. I feel so old seeing these guys retire, man. I mean, seriously. Jeez. These are like the guys that I kind of grew up watching. I know you guys are a little Jedi, bit Jedi, just me, wait. So you had your, yeah, you had wait, your group. Wait but... until like they start having kids that are playing, bro. Dude, just wait until somebody <laughs> asks you, like, oh, man, who's your favorite player? And you're like, dude, I'm 33. <laughs> Switching gears over into football, though, Dino and Deepaw, what do you got this week? Some interesting moves in the NFL and non-moves as well. Jonathan Taylor not traded this week when there was a lot of traction that he was probably going to be. Colts hold on to him. He remains on the on the pup list, which I don't know what they're doing, right? So they said that they, they yeah. couldn't find enough value for him, but then wouldn't pay him what he wanted. So I'm kind of confused here. Yeah, it's it. You know, just speaking of bad situations, just from the start, it's been weird. It's played out in public with Jim Irsay and Jonathan Taylor kind of going back and forth. Um, and I mean, they were asking for a lot. You've seen the devaluation of the running back, and nobody's training first round picks for running backs anymore. And I believe that was uh, the package they were looking for was at least a first rounder or a package uh, similar to that of a first rounder. Um, yeah, so he'll be out the first four weeks. Um, you know, a guy who went healthy was the best running back in football. And was on the uh, was on the rise. It has suddenly kind of plateaued and is possibly uh, declining a little bit here. So it's going to be interesting when he does come back in week five. Well, if he does, if the contract situation gets worked out. Well, the NFL trade deadline is, I believe, Halloween. I believe it's October thirty first. So, oh, nice. so you're you're looking at now, who's going to make a move for a running back, knowing he's been sitting. Now the health concerns come in too, because you see running backs who take some time off come back. And I, when, yeah. I, when I mean t- time off, I mean like no reps, or anything like. I'm sure he's doing work on his own, but it, it's different. It's becoming a, a dangerous situation. Um, so interesting to see that he wasn't traded. In other news, the 49ers finally cleaned up their locker room a little bit with their quarterback situation. Obviously, Garoppolo has gone to the Raiders, and Trey Lance has now been traded to the Dallas Cowboys for a fourth round pick. What are your What are your immediate thoughts? on the fourth round pick for Trey Lance? You know, I think personally, I think it's worth the flyer fourth rounders bust all the time. You know, you're getting it sent. You're trading a fourth rounder for a guy who was what? Second or third overall, third overall in he's 21, up. I think. Yeah, I think he's, yeah, it's like this, I think maybe his third year. Um, he's just raw. And I think I saw something. He's like attempted less than like 300 or 400 passes in any like level of football, like high school, college and pro. So that's a little concerning, but um, you know, I, I think it's worth it. You know, you never know what you got and, and you got to try for it. Yeah. I, so I agree with you. I do think, and there were some comments made by Dak Prescott regarding how he wasn't consulted. Do you feel like he should have been consulted? Mm. I mean, I feel like it'd be different if it was like traded for Aaron Rodgers, and like, it's like this dude's coming in to compete and or start. I think Dak's pretty firmly secured there. Um, what I thought was interesting was Jimmy Garoppolo's comments. You know, uh, I'm sure he was asked, and maybe it was just unprompted, but uh, basically said there's some weird stuff going on in the quarterback room in San Francisco, which got to be a dig at Kyle Shanahan, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, and, and we said it before. This was Brock Purdy's team. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. so congratulations, Brock Purdy. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback for them. And, and that we already know how good that defense is. So I think that's an interesting storyline. I do think now looking back, I probably would have put the Niners in that five spot in my power rankings. So knowing everything that we've talked about, Jedi, it, it, out of everything that's come out of this offseason, I would now move the Jags out of my five spot and I would slide wow. the Niners in. And I would probably have the wow. I would probably have the Packers now six. The Jags the Packers. S- oh, I'm sorry. Jesus. I now would have the Jets in the six, and I would have the Jags in the seven and Detroit rounding out my eight. Hmm. Mm. Little uh little edit to the power rankings. I like it. Yeah, I had to edit it. I just saw on TikTok today that Little Wayne was doing a little promo at the NFL. Did you guys see this? I did not. I don't know if it was for his new song that's coming out or something, but he said something along the lines like getting ready for the NFL season and someone handed him the script for this upcoming NFL season. So it was a little bit of a joke. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, Wait, Wheezy's got coming out with a new song? How did I not know this? Dude. I don't know. I, I believe, and I, and now people are calling for him to do the halftime show. People said that they will enjoy that a lot. I would, that would, I would a enjoy great that. halftime show. Yeah, 100%. If, he, if, if, him, if it was like a like a rebirth of Young Money with him, Drake, and Nicki, oh my lord. I think uh, you put Wayne's top five songs against anybody's top five songs, Wayne wins. I agree with that. Any rappers, any rappers' top five songs. I agree with that. Um... And that, that's, Jedi, that's pretty much our, our wrap-up for the NFL. That's that's the only news we got. Other than, uh, in the other sport, um, our USA basketball team dismantled my Greek team. So, a little <laughs> depressing, but, yep, moving on. Oh, well. Dino, what's your final thought, though, before we get well, out of here? Says, oh, well. <laughs> Giannis didn't even fucking play, dog. Like, Oh, well. My final thought is beyond simple. I am now a Yankee fan again. I know oh I've my been. Gosh. <laughs> what? What happened to the Orioles, Dean? Oh, big time O's fan right here. But I'm um, <laughs> I'm now a Yankee fan until the end of the season. I think these are moves that had to be made. I have no problem with Bader being let go. He's not the everyday center fielder that you're looking for. Donaldson should have never been traded for. That infield in that team is 10 times better with Gio Urshela playing third base. Uh, but there's there's other moves that are going to are gonna happen, right? Like Boone said it, Cashman said it. We all got to kind of look back, and all, but it is what it is, right? But the reason why I'm a Yankee fan is because I think it's time to see the kids come up. And I'm okay with watching a product in any sport that I root for. I'm okay with seeing a product that may not win, but you're you're watching the young guys um, grow up right in front of your eyes. To me, that's more rewarding than watching a, a group of aging vets who are like yeah. hanging on for their last thread to make one final run. So I like seeing Jason Dominguez is going to get called up. That's a fact. He's going to get called up. Austin Wells is going to get called up. And when you look at the average age, of the Yankees starting roster in, in what's today's date, 29th, in five days, it's going to be awesome. So I have no problem watching this Yankees team for the remainder of the year, but these were moves that were long overdue, and, and the Yankee fan base was getting frustrated, including myself. So it's nice to see the, these young bucks finally getting a shot, because I did say last podcast, if you're getting drafted by the Yankees, you're stuck. 
So it's nice to see them kind of pivoting a little bit to see what they have in the final month. I still don't think the final month is enough to say this guy can do it for a full year, though. Yeah, definitely going to be interesting. I agree with you there. I still think moves definitely need to be made this offseason. I still think that Cashman is not going to get fired, but I do think he still needs to let go, especially for the past couple of years of what he's put together. It just hasn't been a good product, and it hasn't gotten done. And guess what? You're the guy that puts it together, so you should be held accountable. I mean, we talk about this a lot. I do think Boone is going to be the guy that's going to like be let go. It's not necessarily his fault, I think, but... Boone's days, I think, are numbered as the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, he has the respect of the current clubhouse, no doubt. But when it comes to a young group of kids, it doesn't matter who comes in. They're going to own that locker room however they want. So I I read an article today that Stanton has the Dodgers and Padres are on that list of trade partners, which I think would be a perfect place to send him to either either one of those two places. So – like th- there's going to be moves made. It's going to be a very, very different looking Yankee team in 24. And I'm, I'm starting to get a little excited about it. And like I told you, in and you said this, the Yanks are going to go on their run. And I told you this is the last thing that you wanted. You wanted them to fail. They're failing. And this is good for Yankee fans. Yeah, it kind of gives that little hope of what was in 2016 where it was kind of like a rebuild. 2017, it was like, Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! They're gonna win the World Series, and then the Asterix came along, and everything. Yeah, went yeah, but, but that year was—we re- don't have to talk about that. That year was really exciting. It was. That was probably the last year that Yankees baseball was was exciting. That was the most exciting because you just weren't expecting that out of like such a young team of like a lot of like misfit type of players too. Like who knew Didi Gregorius was gonna hit like thirty home runs yeah. and take over for Jeter a few years later and be the guy like. It's just very cool to watch. And he's not the only one. He's just the only one I'm naming. However, though, thanks for listening to Hot Shots. Make sure to follow us on social media at Hot Shots Podcast. If you ever want to hear any of the cool stuff that we're always ranking and talk about, you can always find us there on all of our social media platforms. Other than that, though, we'll talk to you next time.